This is Bloomberg Business Week from Bloomberg Radio. I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Carol Masser. Welcome to the Bloomberg Business Week Extra. It's our weekly podcast bringing you an in-depth interview you will not hear anywhere else. This week, we caught up with Per Yellenhammer. You might know him as the former CEO of Volvo. He's got a new book out. It's all about leadership and character. But in our conversation, he really took us to task in many ways to think about the worker, not just the white-collar workers, but the blue-collar workers as well, their importance in the economy, not just now, but going forward. What does character mean to you? Character means to me, uh, you know, to be independent, to understand what's happening in the world, to be tough when it is necessary, and to be supporting your people whenever. And so how much has that put this, has this epidemic put that rather vaunted view to the test? If you are sitting in a boardroom right now, or you're sitting, we're probably not in a corner office, you're sitting in your home office trying to run a company. Yes. Well, I'm not running a company now. Right. But, uh, uh, I if have, one is. Uh, I have had, I have been with not less than five companies in my career. And the longest one was Volvo, 24 years. And so as you think about this on behalf of other chief executives, what do you think they're feeling right now? Having gone through, I mean, you managed through crises, but, you know, this is a big one. Yeah, this is a big one. But I must say that the early 90s were difficult and the 70s before you were born probably were also very difficult. So I've been I've been through two sharp recessions and now I'm witnessing the present one. Well, and so tell us, you know, I do agree with you that in I certainly on a personal and a professional level, moments of crises have taught me an awful lot. And I do wonder what you have learned. You know, take us back to one of those difficult times, what was going on and what what you had to do and what you learned from it. Well, what I had to do was to be convinced that I should keep the blue-collar workers completely and not have any layoffs although the the recession in the 70s was were deep and also in the early 90s so and um, I thought that the blue-collar workers were really the spine of the company and if they did well and were productive we would do well well, you know, this is so fascinating because if you look at what we're going through right now, those, you know, key workers, right? Those frontline workers. Okay, we get the healthcare workers, how important that's been through the pandemic. But who would have thought, right? Folks who work in supermarkets were all of a sudden, you know, those necessary workers that needed to be in place to take care of the rest of society. And I do think about blue-collar workers, workers, you know, at the bottom of or, or, you know, at the lower end of the socioeconomic scale, you know, we haven't always treated them with much respect. And I do wonder if we're going to learn something. I mean, tell us about how important that is. And I do wonder, you know, if you think that there's something on the other side of this virus where we treat workers all along the scale better. Well, I think that in the United States, which is a country that I've admired and loved, except the last three years, (laughs) uh, the layoffs are plenty, and they are gross, and the people are unemployed, and they are the first to go. The top people never goes. 
perhaps one or two one may be fired if they are not doing a good job as CEOs. But uh, I, I always have thought that the blue-collar worker is the stamina and the cadre of the company, and I've always protected them. But, Pear, is that capitalism or politics? Sorry? Is that capitalism or politics that the blue-collar workers, you know, have, <laughs> no. have been no, let go? I, I think it's, it's neither. I mean, I've, I've never been political in my way of managing a business. I've always been looking at the shareholders and their interests, the employees and their interests. And I think that they, it, without good um, employees, you cannot have good productivity and good quality. Well, Pear, one of the things that has exacerbated this, certainly this divide, is the divide in compensation. And I know that this is something that, that you've thought a lot about. And when you think about the massive gap, the growing gap between CEO compensation and frontline worker compensation, that is a big contributor here. How did that happen? I don't know how it happened, but it has happened gradually. And towards the end, the, the, the last the last percent uh, or less than one percent are executives, top executives, and they have a median term of, say, four and a half or five and a half years. I was with my company almost 24 years, and uh, I never gave up. What do you mean you never gave up? I never gave up. I stayed there. I stayed there. And then mm. also I had a council of uh, blue-collar workers and white-collar workers, but majority blue-collar workers, already after my first year at Volvo, because we were in a recession, and I said, now I will bring the blue-collar workers and the white-collar workers to a council that is not just an advisor, but it is a real body. They thanked me for that. Pear, I have to ask you, you know, when you think about the car industry specifically and Volvo even more specifically, what did you learn that maybe you think about during this time of upheaval, either about the industry or about sort of how you ran that particular company? Well, um, I, my experience is fairly long, as you understand. Yeah. And, and it's been up and down, up and down, and I've, 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 I was there during two sharp recessions. And I had patience, I kept my blue-collar workers, I kept all our employees, and uh, if they wanted to leave, that was their business, not my business. But I thought that to have a cadre of people who are productive, who understand quality, and where I started a whole new type of factory for, for my employees. Hmm. And uh, in, in, in the best case, it was much, much longer cycles than the one and a half to two minutes. It was about 20 minutes, and that improved our quality and the safety of our people and the motivation of our blue-collar workers. When you see a situation like this, knowing social distancing and manufacturing processes and everything else, do you think we will have to radically rethink how cars are made, or is it just going to be sort of tweaks on the margins? Well, I don't think it will be tweaks on the margin, but I think that it's a good lesson, and I think that, uh, unfortunately, everybody thinks that we are going back to normal now. 
and that's that's wrong because if you look at the United States, I mean the 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 uh, the the top is is not over yet uh, of of uh, difficulties, and I think that with with now uh, about hundred thousand unemployed and also gone, it is more or less a disaster. And I think this will be worse. I don't think it's over. I think that uh, in a couple of months, it will be more difficult and uh, less salutes on good times. Why have we become so bad at taking care of workers, whether it's blue collar and below? Well, I think that uh, one of my uh, old friends uh, who, who is gone, Henry Ford, too, he, and the, he came over to visit my m- most rational and modern uh, factory, and he was delighted. And then when I came over to him, because we make good friends, he, they laid off people. He said, well, you know, I'm sorry, I can't really can't really accept your model. I think it's too difficult. It's too radical. And that, that was it. Whereas uh, his, uh, uh, the head of UAW at the time, Leonard Woodcock, who then became ambassador to China, mm. although he was not, didn't have that title, he, 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 he loved the, the, the cycles that we had in our manufacturing. And so, as you think about the the car business and even the the car consumer coming out of this, it, it seems like such an interesting moment when you think about Tesla, you think about the the trials and tribulations that many global automakers have gone through. How do you think this will change the the car consumer in many ways and and their expectations? Well, I think that they must be fairly disappointed because. There is very little innovation in the car industry. And uh, uh, I think that Tesla has been a disaster, at least financially. And I don't know how they will recover and if they will ever come into a profitable position. So when it comes to shareholders, I think that they've been extremely optimistic if they invest in Tesla. And I think that it's not over yet. I think that that, that, that they will have much more problems. But Per, what do you think of him kind of upending the model and, and, and safe to say that his push in EVs, electric vehicles, has really made kind of all of the old line auto manufacturers kind of step up and take notice and amp up their efforts. Yes, no, I totally agree. And I think that the the technology, uh, it's, it's still batteries, you know, batteries yeah. that started engines before in the past. And I don't think they've taken the step that a new type of fuel and uh, contraction is, uh, uh, it, it's not done yet. Yeah. Mm. Still early days. Interesting. Still, Interesting. still very early days and, and old technology that they use as modern technology. Hey, listen, just got about 40 seconds here. One quick question. I mean, the balance between making a profit but also taking care of your workers, what would be your advice to CEOs out there? My advice to CEOs is take care of your blue-collar worker. They are the blue-collar workers. They are the most uh, productive core 
of a company that you can have. And that was Per Yulenhammer. He's the former CEO of Volvo. He was there for about 24 years. Jason, his book that's just out is called Character is Destiny. It reflects on innovation and integrity during his tenure at the automaker. There's a line that um, I saw in a review about him, but he said, you know, companies are not only laying people off, but they're doing it brutally, and that's not the way to lead. So some great leadership lessons from him. Yeah, pause and reflect on that uh, as we think about what we're all like on the other side of this. Well, you've been listening to Bloomberg Business Week Extra. Be sure to tune in to Bloomberg Business Week Radio live Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Carol Masser. And I'm Jason Kelly. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.